Welcome to Christmas Eve morning. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm a senior pastor here at the Meridian United Methodist Church. It is a joy to have you here this morning. If you're online, hello, welcome to you. Wherever you may be worshiping from, we are, uh, we are blessed to have you with us and we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. This is a normal Sunday morning service. Some people asked, when do we do, are we doing the candles? Uh, do we do silent night at the end? I'm like, this is, this, this is Sunday morning. So it's going to be kind of a typical Sunday morning except one service. I see, uh, I see a lot of our 930 people out here and I see a few of our, of our 1115 people out here. You could introduce yourselves at the meet and greet. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's the way it is. Uh, later on tonight, though, we do have Christmas Eve services, and I forget the times. They're at five, seven. Awesome. It'll be dark by, the, by five o'clock, so candle, candles will be appropriate. We'll have candles like this. Remember the old days when they had the candles that you, we had to sing fast or the wax would get you? Remember that? Uh, these are nice. I like these. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. If you have little ones or if you don't want to hold a candle, we also have glow sticks this year. Can I hear an ooh, ah, I know. So I was part of a church once that we had worship in a Christmas Eve at a place that they wouldn't allow us to have candles. So we all got glow sticks. And it was just a neat to see all the colors as well. So tonight, take your pick, candles or, or glow sticks. Check the uh, bulletin to see if, uh, if anything in there pertains to you. We got some classes starting up. Uh, at the beginning of the new year, uh, they're, they're in there. Spiritual gifts, I think, is in there. Uh, sandwich generation for those who have parents who are aging and yet kids still going up where you're kind of in between. Uh, it's more of a fellowship group. Uh, yeah, take a look at the bulletins. Check the website. See if anything uh, strikes you. Uh, let's, you know what? Let's take a moment and greet those around us in Christian love and then remain standing for the opening songs.
I invite you to join me in our affirmation of faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus, crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Except for the Collins family, I'm going to invite them to come on up. Hard to believe, but we're at the fourth Sunday of Advent. Just happens to hit a Sunday this year. Uh, my first church I was ever at, it was, it was a 4,000 member church. Big church. They had seven Christmas Eve services. And if it landed on a Sunday, we did the four services in the morning and then the seven at night. So when people say, are you ready for three services? Like, yeah, we got this. We're good. We're good. We're good. Well, when the angel Gabriel visited Mary, announcing God's plan for her to conceive and give birth to the the Messiah, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And yet only a few months later, Mary sings to Elizabeth. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. We wait as people who have encountered divine love, love that disrupts the status quo, and ushers us into abundant life, marked by mutual love and peace that flows from the flourishing of all people. We light these candles as signs of our shocking hope, our just peace, our fierce joy, and the love that transforms us. May love grow within us, transforming us into bold witnesses of God's salvation with our voices and our lives. Amen. Let us sing together. kids to come up for children's time. It's your time in worship. I know we got a few out there. I know we got some watching online today. almost Christmas, isn't it? So close. It's like in a week, right? About a week? A few days? One day. Tomorrow. Santa Claus is coming tonight. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I'm excited. I need, I need the help of, of a couple people out here, though. So will you give me one second? All right. If you think you're one of the tallest people in our sanctuary, I'm looking for the, t- I'm looking for the tallest dude. Who would be the tallest? Looking for a volunteer. Come on up, Pascal. All right. Come on up. I'm looking for the shortest dude. Ish. You don't have to be the shortest, but if you're on the short side, I'm looking for a volunteer. 
Looking for a volunteer. Come on up. Come on up. All right, Charlie. <laughs> well, he doesn't get an applause. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, pick your, pick your crowns. Awesome. Pascal, could you stand right here for me? Charlie, could you stand right here for me? Put them on, put them on, you're kings. Let me introduce you to the king of a giant kingdom. <laughs> Looks good. Look. Right next door to, to the tiny kingdom. In the olden days, long time ago, biblical times even, uh, a lot of times the tiny kingdom would look at the tall kingdom, the big kingdom, and go, please don't attack us. Please don't hurt us. Just leave us alone. And so they would give what we would call a peace offering. They would go to the big kingdom and say, please don't attack us. And if it was accepted... Then there, then there was peace. There was a truce. Basically, they had to buy them off. Don't attack us. <laughs> is that the way the world should work? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. Should that, is that the way the world should work? No. Probably not. Not so much. Not so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reverse this for a second. Think about, think about the people of earth and think about God. Which one's bigger, do you think? The people of earth or God? God. So we're going to change our names. Not big kingdom, not little kingdom, but we're going to change it to God, to us. Now, in the, old, if, if, in the olden days, we would have to give a peace offering to God, leave us alone. <laughs> Don't mess us up. <laughs> but instead, God reverses it. This Christmas, we celebrate that God gives us a gift. And do you know what the gift is? If you had to guess, every answer at church is Jesus. The gift that we get at Christmas. God didn't have to give us a gift. But he wants us to live with him. And he wants us to live in peace and harmony with each other. So we have the gift of Christ today. From the big king to all of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the gift of Christmas for the songs, for the joy, for the lights, for the peace, that even if we don't deserve it, you still show love and mercy and kindness. May we also show this love of Christmas within our hearts this Christmas season. And the family of God said, amen. Thanks to the kids, and thank you to my kings. Miss Bev, we're excited that you get to sing this morning. Thank you for doing it. Carol was written by our own Tom Jewell. Tom, where's Tom at? Can you stand up, Tom? Tom wrote what Bev's going to sing. Bringing peace to everyone 
Christmas. Thank you, Bev. Thank you, Tom. Let us be a people of prayer. Heavenly Father, this morning we pray for peace. And pray for a peace in a nation and a world that has anything but peaceful. Wars rage, bullets fly, while those with power lack either the wisdom or the will to know how to stop it. We pray, O God, for the victory of your peace, for the victory of compassion over selfishness, for the victory of love over apathy, for the victory of of mercy over hate. We also pray for others closer to home who long for peace, for children who long for peace among parents, for workers who long for peace among colleagues, for the tormented who long for a peaceful sleep, for the anxious who long for peaceful thoughts, for the sick who long for peaceful deliverance. And amid it all, remind us, O God, of who you are, the God of a baby in a manger, the, the sender of a, of a heavenly chorus, the lover of, of shabby shepherds, the guiding star of wise men. In this Christmas season, we ask that you forgive us for what we too often are. Sometimes we are chasers after our own oversupply of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Consumers less interested in peace on earth than good things for me. Sometimes, Lord, I'm a selfish traveler demanding the best room in the inn. So this morning, God of all, whatever peace that each of us need, help us to find it this Christmas that we might follow that Prince of Peace who taught us how to pray by sharing in these words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We have two scriptures this morning, the first from Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And from Jeremiah chapter 8. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. When people fall down, do they not get up? When someone turns away, do they not return? Why then have these people turned away? Why does Jerusalem always turn away? They cling to deceit. They refuse to return. I have listened attentively, but they do not say what is right. 
None of them repent of their wickedness, saying, What have I done? Each pursues their own course, like a horse charging into battle. Even the stork in the sky knows her appointed seasons, and the dove, the swift, and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. How can you say, We are wise, for we have the law of the Lord, when actually the lying pen of the scribes has handled it falsely? The wise will be put to shame. They will be dismayed and trapped. Since they have rejected the word of the Lord, what kind of wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to other men and their fields to new owners. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when they are punished, says the Lord. And on that happy note, (laughs) Jeremiah kind of tells it like it is. There's many things that we long for in life. We look for happiness. We look for belonging. We look for justice. We look for community. But somewhere at the top of the list, I really believe, is we strive for some sense of peace. We're doing uh, For Unto Us a Child is Born sermon series, and we went through the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and today we hit Prince of Peace. There's something about having a heart at peace that melts away our fears and our stresses and our worries. Some of the greatest times in our nation's history has been times of peace, and that's when we really start to boom, right? We have to fight through the wars, but then comes the peace. We get security, contentment, and prosperity. And at Christmas time, this theme of peace really flourishes. This Prince of Peace. There's something about the Christian faith that, that not only begs for, but demands that we be a people of peace. We, we hear it in our Christmas carols. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. We hear from it came upon a midnight clear. O little town of Bethlehem says, O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises to God the King and peace to all on earth. Uh, hark the herald, hail the heaven-born prince of peace. And in the song, Away in a Manger, we hear the cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. That is the most blessed peace that you could have, a baby not crying, right? And of course, the famous, and we'll close out our services tonight with Silent Night, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Sleep in Heavenly Peace. But many of us do not feel peaceful. We might be peace-like, but we might be missing the mark a little. Isaiah tells us that, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now, a few decades later, after Isaiah's dead and gone, the nation of Judah is still continuing, and Jeremiah takes the uh, center stage. Jeremiah comes after Isaiah. And Jeremiah is not as happy-go-lucky as Isaiah. Uh, Jeremiah shakes his head, wags his finger at the nation. They've gone off the deep end, again, spiritually speaking. So judgment is about to come. One of my favorite lines that Nicole read, and, and uh, I, I see it out there in the world, is, is when people say peace, peace, when there is no peace. Wanting peace, but having barriers all the time to having true peace. And as I read the scriptures, I, I find hundreds of passages related to peace. Love your enemies. Show love to those who are persecuting you. One of the indelible traits of being a Christian is trying to be, trying to be a person of peace. So what makes a peaceful person? Well, someone might say a peaceful person doesn't fight. There's no quarreling, there's no disputes. 
That's when that line comes in. Peace, peace when there is no peace. Do you ever know people who, that there needs to be a discussion, there needs to be a little bit of fight, and they just bury it? They have the, the elephant in the corner or the gorilla in the, whatever the phrase is, the elephant in the room, the gorilla in the corner. <laughs> I might be mixing up animals, but you get the idea. People of peace don't fight. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes they need to say what needs to be said. There's a false notion out there that people of peace don't fight, so you all must be of the same opinion. When everyone else believes the same thing as everybody else, we will have peace. It's not how the world works, right? If you're the same as them, and they're the same as you, some of you are unnecessary. (laughs) People of peace, says Paul. They live in harmony with each other. Notice he didn't say they live in melody with each other. I'm going to go a little music theory on you. Live in harmony with each other. Harmony means there's two different things going on at the same time, right? There's more than one melody. Peace comes about in spite of differing opinions. If we had the same opinions, we wouldn't have to unite because we'd be carbon copies. But since we're all different people with differing ideas, we got to figure it out. I remember fighting in the back seat uh, with, with my brothers and, and, and my sister back when we didn't have car seat. Or we, didn't have, we didn't have seat belts. Uh, I'm older than most of you. So we didn't have seat belts back in the day. Uh, and they put four of us worth like three people should have been. And, and mom or dad would, would, of course, be in the front. And uh, we were fighting in the back. And what would mom or dad say? You want me to stop the car? Yeah. Anyone's parents ever stop the car? Couple of you, yeah, yeah. God bless them. God bless them. Uh, uh, <laughs> my mom would flail her arm back there. Like it, it didn't matter who she hit, as long as she got something. <laughs> my dad would at least look back and get the offending party, which was nice. Uh, I remember we're we're in the back seat and uh, we're we're fighting, da, 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 and. Uh, but, but mom, mom was shorter. Mom was shorter than dad. So sometimes mom couldn't reach. Mom couldn't reach. And so we would just be outside the range, right? And I remember my dad leaning over and say, hey, if you tap the brake, it, if you tap the brake, it puts them right in play. So hit the brake, we all go forward. and blah, 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 blah. Oh, you laugh. You laugh. It wasn't funny to us. That was, that was back. I'm, I'm totally off script, so don't. don't. Pay attention to it upstairs, but uh, you remember when your mom was your seatbelt? You were sitting in the front, and they hit the brake, and what mom do? Yeah, my mom had bony arms and like flack. Uh, it, she would, you would get more hurt by the arm than. Uh, I loved riding with grandma. I loved my grandma. Oh, but she she had one of these, one of the like the stuff underneath there. And so so when she did it, it was like pillows, and it was like. Uh, uh, it, it smelled like Noxema for a week, but it was worth it, right? It was worth it. So, I don't even know where I'm at. So we're fighting in the back. Uh, you don't have to be exactly the same. Uh, and the person who doesn't think differently than you is the enemy. Be at peace. Figure it out. I'm just waiting for God to stop the car. Stop. Do you want me to stop the earth? Do you want me to come down? Some days I say yes. <laughs> That's what Jeremiah is saying. The Lord's going to come down. Figure it out. Another thing that makes a peaceful person, contentment. A person of peace is content with themselves and their surroundings. You find are you finding that you don't have that sense of inner peace? You, you all know people who have it easy and they worry about everything. And you know those people whose lives are rough and challenge after challenge after challenge and they, they seem to still be all right. What's the difference? What's their secret? And I think it comes with contentment. From an early age, we are, we are trained not to be content. We are to strive to reach out to accumulate more than we already have. 
We're not content beings. We're not content with the way we look, with the car we drive, with, with our job or whatever it is. We're not, trained, we're not trained to like ourselves. Look at the advertising nowadays. Ads tell us we're missing out, that we're not content with who we are, what we look like, what we have. Remember the good old days when it was your doctor who told you what medications to take? Instead of saying, hey, ask your doctor about this. Doctors love it when you bring that up, right? Um, what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on my kid here. What, what did we get you for Christmas two years ago? What was it? But the mesothelium, yeah, the average, yeah, she watches too much uh, TV. We're like, hey, hey, call for this free book on mesothelium. I can't say it. Mesothelium. So the, she got that for Christmas because that's what she wanted. We're horrible parents, but that's what she wanted. <laughs> if, you go, if you go to the webpage of the American Society of Plastic Surgery, their front page says to give the gift of plastic surgery to your loved one. Give, give the gift they really want, the Cosmetic Plastic Surgery Center. If I gave my loved one a gift certificate to plastic surgery, I would need the plastic surgery <laughs> for what's about to happen. We make ourselves anxious about everything. We are not content people. I heard one wife say to her husband this year, let's give each other practical gifts this season, like socks and towels and fur coats. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best quotes of happiness that I've, that I've found is from Lady Margaret Blessington, great last name for this, Blessington, who said, happiness consists of not having much, but being content with little. People of peace are content with themselves. Are you content? Or do you face anxiety, stress, and worry just like everybody else? I love what the, what the, uh, the Apostle Paul says. This is in Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Peace comes with contentment. And finally, the last thing I want to say is this. As we look at peace, this, this is going to sound like an oxymoron. People of peace fight for peace. We fight for peace. When you have justice, you will find peace. Where there is injustice, you won't find peace. We can look around and see injustices in the world today. I'm not going to dig too deep into this, but just a few examples. Here's an old argument. Who serves in the military, the rich or the poor? The poor. Or middle class, right? Somewhere, somewhere in there. Who starts the wars? Right, yeah. We were in another city, uh, second church I was at. Uh, about 40,000 folk in the town, about 10,000 were, were uh, uh, from a different country, working in the factories around, right? Uh, there, was one, there was one Friday. Immigration officials showed up with buses, t- took about 600, 700 people from the factory, picked them up. Their kids were at school. Took the parents, drove them south. The kids were still in school. The kids went home, had no idea where their parents were. The school had to figure it out, like how to find homes for these kids. It was Friday. It was payday. They got picked up right before they got their checks. They missed out on two weeks of work or two weeks of pay. And we know that they're going to be right back up in a month, right? But the factory, the factory got fined. But the factory owner says, we're better off. We, we got fined, but the fine was less than what we had to pay in payroll. I, I agree, we got to have strong borders. But this just seemed, ah, right? We as people of peace fight for justice. If I got to ever win an award, uh, 
this was this was a question we were playing with a, a couple of years ago uh, in our family. What 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 would you like to win someday? What award? Uh, you know, Super Bowl ring would be awesome. Chances are that ain't happening, <laughs> right? Uh, but but uh, man, sexiest man alive. It's not happening either. We're thinking of all these awards and and if oh, guess guess what what award would be fantastic for someone to win. Nobel, which one? Nobel Peace Prize. If I ever got to pick an award that I would be so honored to receive, it would be that one. No one, no distinction would top that, I believe. And if you look at the 100 plus year of history of the Nobel Peace Prize, they were people, some of these people were not exactly peaceful. But they were fighting for peace. Or they were causing a ruckus. They were challenging the status quo. Who won the last Nobel Peace Prize? Before you put it up, does anyone know? Ah, someone, someone far away. It doesn't matter to us. Right? Nargis, uh, I'm going to say her name wrong, Nargis Mohammadi, an imprisoned Iranian human rights advocate. She's, uh, she's in prison right now in Iran for advocating for simple things like women should be equal as men. Women should be able to drive cars. Women should be able to go to school. Women should be able to have a driver's license. Small things like that. Yeah. The last American to receive it, Obama got it. Don't know. Uh, before that, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Before him, you got to go back another. MLK, Martin Luther King. Yeah. Only three Americans. Throughout the history of the Nobel Peace Prize, the winners were people who challenged the status quo, fought for justice and peace in places that they found themselves in. So this Christmas, as we round out this sermon series, I promise the Christmas Eve sermon will be a little happier. But be a person of peace. We know that peace does not mean we all have to have the same mind, but we have to live together. We're also called to have a sense of inner peace and not have that stress or anxiety. But be content with who we are. And we also have to look around and search out the injustices in our communities. We're to work for justice and peace. This Christmas, may the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the Prince of Peace enter our lives so that we may have harmony with each other and give voice of glory to God. And the family of God said, Amen. As we come to the offertory, oh, just a word of thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the ministries of our church, for the work of peace that we do in this world. This season we helped the veterans. This season we helped out many families with uh, with, with, uh, with, with, with gifts, uh, those who couldn't uh, otherwise find them. I'll have a better report on that later on. But uh, we do so much, and we couldn't do it without you. I know we're still in the hole for the year, and I know, and I just pray, and I pray, and I pray that we'll find a way to make it. Uh, but with your help, we will. Let us receive the offertory.
Debbie. Thank you, Christine. Let us stand for the doxology and prayer. Closing song, Away in a Manger. the time. There is no coffee hour afterwards. Can I hear a groan? But after the service, feel free. I know you're all taken off, but feel free and stick around for a little bit. Greet those around you a little bit more. Say some hi to some friends and maybe some new ones as well. May we go forth in Christmas joy, in Advent love, and with the, with the peace of the baby in a manger. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen.